have made a major breakthrough towards nuclear fusion that could mean low carbon energy. The team at Joint European Taurus of Jet Labs in Oxford have smashed the world record of producing record amount of energy by squeezing two forms of hydrogen, that is nuclear fusion process. If this actually becomes successful, it could ensure unlimited supply of low carbon and low radiation energy. The team generated 59 megajoules of energy through nuclear fusion, which is double the record that they set in 1997. And it is advocated that nuclear energy is the clear alternative to fossil fuels. Now this gets us thinking, what is nuclear fusion? And also there is a similar sounding word called nuclear fission. So let's talk about these two and break it down for you. Nuclear fusion is the process to infuse two light items into a larger one. This process aims to reproduce what happens in the heart of the sun. Fission, on the other hand, uses uranium atoms from heavy, unstable nucleus and is split into two or more lighter nuclei. Nuclear fission is dangerous and can actually produce radioactive gases in the entire process. Now, estimates suggest that nuclear fusion could produce 4 million times more energy than coal, oil or gas in a cleaner way. Scientists have been trying to make fusion work for more than 50 years and it could still be a while before we can effectively power our homes using it. And hence, there is uncertainty about commercialization. In fact, estimates suggest it could take 20 years to commercialize it. So while it definitely is a cleaner way, heavy investments are needed here and time frame definitely is longer. All right, welcome back everybody. Uh, the administration is going to come out today to make some type of an announcement on nuclear fusion and just in case we're not all rocket scientists here uh, nuclear fusion reactions powers the sun and other stars in in a fusion reaction two light nuclei merge to form a single heavier nucleus the process releases energy because the total mass uh, of the resulting single nucleus is less than the mass of the two original nuclei therefore the leftover mass becomes energy now, they have been working on this forever, uh, and if it is achievable, then yes, this would be the answer to the riddle for the Democratic Party, or really for the world. Like I said, I'm not against technology that's solid technology. Nuclear fusion uh, is extremely clean. The energy, it produces so much energy that energy should be free at that point. We, we should no longer have electric bills, or if you do a very small electric bill, uh, because it makes energy so easy. There's really no downside to this. It was just not obtainable with previous technology it's so complex that you would need a computer system that can work it out and we haven't had technology that good that could figure everything out up until now um, also the production of the magnets that is required for this you know we had a tough time making these um, up to where they need to be so that uh, this will function properly. So now that technology is where it is, we are on the brink of probably the biggest scientific breakthrough that we've had in uh, decades upon decades. So I'm going to go over the good, the bad, and then my thoughts on it. Good news would be free energy for everybody. Yes, we stop using all of the uh, fossil fuels or you'd stop using a good portion of the fossil fuels. Um, Overall, you know, free energy, energy forever, how these are powered is through tap water, 
and uh, lithium, which we have an abundance of both. And my understanding of it is once you start the reactor, it'll produce whatever it produces and the leftover gets converted back into energy for itself. So once you hit the start button, this does not stop. This, this power goes and goes and goes, and it's not dangerous because if you hit the, you know, the button to turn it off, it cools itself down and it just shuts itself down and it doesn't produce any more power. So seems to be the technology that everybody's been waiting on. And again, if this is the green energy that we're going after, then let's do it because it can actually achieve the levels of energy that we need without there being any negatives for us. All right, the bad. The bad would be, <laughs> the bad part of this is, the, the announcement that they're about to make, the tests that they've had come out, the first set of tests that they did, you couldn't get a reading on because supposedly what would calculate the amount of energy being put out was not strong enough to handle it, so it basically melted this, melted it down and you didn't get a reading. The second reading, they haven't released the number to us as of yet. I expect the number should be out, if not today, possibly tomorrow, um, and it will give us an idea of how much energy this will generate because up to this point, we're not 100% sure how much energy is going to come out of this. All right, so that's one. One issue. The second issue is uh, production. You're going to have to have people start producing, mass producing the components that you need to build the facilities that will uh, ultimately distribute the power to everybody. So how many years away are we from that? If you listen to some experts, it's going to vary in time. You have people saying, in upwards of two decades, uh, and you have some other scientists saying, nope, you'll, it'll probably be three to five years because you can build smaller scales of these that are, um, say, the size of a shipping container. Let's say it would, be in the, it would house in the size of a shipping container. They can be transported to a location uh, in a community where your electric station's at, and they can be brought online there, and then you're off and running. And they're thinking that could be anywhere from three to five years. So we're still say best case scenario, three to five, worst case scenario, 20 years out from being able to use this technology. Uh, The other negative that I see with this is there is a lot of talk about the government being involved in public-private partnership. We know where that goes. I don't like the government being involved in anything. I think if you want this to work, it needs to hit the free market. I think you need to get people out there being competitive, making the parts that you need, doing whatever is necessary to get these things built. It's a capital system. It will work. There'll be an abundance of jobs. I mean, this could be very good if the government stays out of it, which they tend to have a problem doing, especially when you're getting a hold of something like this. I mean, this is such revolutionary uh, technology that they're going to want their grubby little hands all over it. So that's the bad. Now. Let's go from all of that to my thoughts on this. Don't you find it convenient that this is coming at a time that they are pushing for all of this green energy? Don't you find it convenient that they couldn't give you the first set of tests because it supposedly melted the equipment that would measure the output? Uh, don't you find it convenient that the government is involved in this and that they are making this announcement? And also, don't you find it convenient that this announcement is being made while we are 
past the November elections and going into election season for the 2024 presidential election. Don't you find any of that convenient? I mean, I certainly do. Um, up till now, carbon, we've been using coal here to power electric vehicles to show you how flawed the Democrats plan is on using, uh, electric vehicles over gas powered vehicles. Coal is up from 21 to 25% over the last couple years in America. Why? Because how do you power your car? You got to plug your car in at nighttime to charge it up. Well, where do you think the energy comes from? Well, it comes from coal. So you're burning even more fossil fuels. So where they're telling you, hey, buy your car, buy electric car, be good, be green, save the environment. Yay, I'm a tree hugger. Okay, well, (laughs) you're actually harming the environment. So you went out and spent all that money thinking that you're a Debbie do-gooder. And at the end of the day, not so much. Wah, wah, wah. You're actually making us use even more coal, which is their... Enemy number one that you always hear about from the from the left that is polluting the earth and it's going to kill us all by the uh, year 2030. Well, this is the answer to that riddle. Because now if you have free, clean energy, now that transition that they'd like to make to towards elect, all electric vehicles, all electric fleets, well, now that's no longer of a concern because you could say, well, we're going nuclear and once we go nuclear, it doesn't matter if you have electric. You just plug it in. So is the push... For electric vehicles, going to ramp up. Is is this a are we are we being bamboozled? You no, know, because you don't have any real numbers. We're talking years in the future, but yet is the government going to start pushing this? This is why we need to get rid of gas powered vehicles, and we need to make this transition because this energy is coming. So let's get all of these cars off the road. It's not going to be necessary. You're not going to be needing them because you'll buy a car and you'll never need to hit a gas station again. You just plug it in at nighttime and. The energy is almost free, so that's not going to be a strain on the environment. Plus, nuclear fusion produces no waste. So, is is that part of the plan? I'm, uh, ju- these are just questions. Yeah, I mean, you got to think outside of the box at some point in your life. Okay, my next question is, my next concern, like I said, is public-private partnership. The government wants to be completely involved in this. So, once the government gets their hands in this and gets their hands on it, you know, they have full control of this, of control of how fast or how slow this moves. Because I don't, I don't trust the government to handle anything correctly. Anything they touch is a disaster. So I certainly wouldn't want their hands in this. So I'm very concerned that they're getting involved in this. Something else I would like to know. What do you think is going to happen to the fossil fuel industry? Let's say you want to keep your gas-powered vehicle because you don't like electric vehicles because there's a lot of cost there. You know, your battery goes bad. That can be almost the cost of the entire car to replace a battery. That's you know, that's financially, it's not a good it's not a good move. I mean, if I got a gas-powered vehicle, if I just completely blow the motor, in most cases, give or take five thousand dollars, I'm back up and running with a brand new motor. Car should run for another couple hundred thousand miles, and it's not even an issue. You know, these batteries, there are some that the cost can be upwards of twenty-five dollars to $35,000 to replace a battery. It's insane. Okay, so well, what happens to the fossil fuel industry? Do we get to keep our cars? Is because you're getting free energy now? Is gas going to go through the roof? And it's a, well, that's a you know that's it's considered a luxury to have a gas-powered vehicle now because everybody else is getting their free energy. They're charging their cars, and you want to be you know a polluter, so we're going to punish you, and it's going to be twenty dollars or thirty dollars a gallon for gas, and they're going to force you into purchasing an electric vehicle that you don't want. 
What's going to happen? Remember how much time and effort the government has put in to wind and solar. If this actually works, if it actually comes online, wind and solar do not exist anymore. What happens to those industries that they have dumped billions upon billions of dollars into? What? What? Yeah, is there going to be an explanation? Are we getting a refund? Because, uh, for all intents and purposes, you've just put them out of business. Uh, wind and solar have become completely obsolete. They are no longer needed. And all of these supposed jobs that Joe Biden is creating, the Democrats are creating, all this supposed clean, green energy that we need to do, all out the window. So what becomes of that industry? And how are they going to explain that to you when, if this does in fact work, because, you know, seeing is believing in this case, I need to see it work to believe it's going to work. If that happens, I'd like to see how they're going to explain that. And then lastly... Once you have solved the great problem of a new green deal, once we have gotten to the point where, well, now that you've done this and you've really dramatically lowered your carbon uh, imprint on the world, now what's going to be the new big uh, (laughs) uh, catastrophic moment that's coming in the near future that the Democrats are going to have to make up miraculously to come after us? What's, what's, what is on the horizon? Because if the government gets behind this, that should make you concerned. I'll be honest with you. Because like I said, you're throwing out everything that they've been pushing. That, that's all out the window now. So where are we at now? And I can tell you how much the government probably does not want this to work. Do you know that over the course of the past 20 years, I think it's 10 or 20 when I was reading, through government grants and private funding, this industry has only received around $10 billion um, in money. And I'm pretty sure it was 20 years. Not a lot with the amount of money that the government's throwing at solar and wind. Now, yeah, if this technology is so close, if we're on the verge of this technology, we're on the verge of having free, clean energy. This is what they advocate for. Why aren't they throwing as much money as possible at this technology to make sure it happens. Because if you really cared, if, if this is what was most important to you, you're going to go with the best product. This is the best product. Nuclear facilities do produce a very small amount of waste. That is one of the best products, but yet we don't go that way. We're going with wind and solar, which are complete crap. Now, nuclear fusion is even better than a nuclear plant Why aren't we dumping billions upon billions of dollars just like in solar and wind into this? Why aren't we doing that? This is the answer to your riddle. This is what gets you to where you want to get. This is, oh my God, the world's going to end and now we have saved the world. We could beat our chests like King Kong and say we have saved the world because we have achieved it. We finally have technology that we can stop, we can lower the the carbon print on the world, and we can all breathe a sigh of relief that the world will continue on. It won't, we will make it past 2030. Why aren't you dumping all the money into it? I mean, aren't these questions that should be asked, aren't these things that we should think about? Because I believe that the reason the Democratic Party is not putting money into it is, is because they actually don't care, which I know that. I believe that. 
They don't care about the environment. They care about regulations and policies and control. They don't actually care about the environment because there can be arguments made on both sides that this is uh, impacting the world and the other side will say, no, it is not impacting the world. Half of Americans or six out of 10 Americans don't even really believe in climate change. You know, six, six out of 10 of us are like, ah, it's a bunch of crap, which means only four out of 10 actually believe in it. And to what degree do they believe in it? This, they could be champions if this worked out, but it's not about actually saving the world as much as it is about control. Nuclear fusion takes that control away from them. You start making these reactors, you put it out there in the private sector and let companies start building everything that they need for this where they can mass produce these. You let that happen and then they start making deals with cities and all the localities around the United States. Everybody, uh, this city, that electric that electric uh, company, this electric one, we're going to replace ours with this new nuclear fusion. They're powering everything. Your your electric bill goes from uh, $200 a month down to 25 bucks a month just for maintenance fees just to make sure that everything's okay, maybe maintenance on the lines or whatever they got to do to get the power to you. This takes control away from them if this actually happens. Remember, you can make whatever announcements you want. You can try to look as good as you want. You can come out and say, we're on the verge. It's going to be amazing. We're going to do it. And then here's the kicker. Oh, it could take 20 years till we get there. So until we get there, we're going to continue down the path of solar And we're going to continue down the path of wind and continue to waste money on technology that's crap instead of dumping it into this and speeding up the process. Can they speed up the process? I don't know. You tell me. Hell, we developed the vaccine, quote unquote, within nine months. You're telling me that we can't put a bunch of money into this and what they say could take 20 years? You go, no, 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 no. We're going to create a bunch of facilities. We know what needs to be made. We're going to make all the uh, regulations on these things that they have to be made a specific way so that they can withstand the, the amount of pressure that this is. We're going to do it all. And at the end of the day, it ain't going to be 20 years. We're going to have this out here. We're going to have the first one rolling in three to five years for sure. The first one's coming off the line in three years. And within five to seven years, they're going to be in all new construction areas, powering new areas around the entire United States, and we're going to make a transition. And say within 10 years, we will have the entire United States running on nuclear fusion. See, if you really wanted to do that, you could. Like I said, you can make a quote-unquote vaccine in nine months. Well, why can't you do this? Because doing this frees everybody of your lie. Nobody has to no longer sit back and listen to the nonsense that the world is going to end every 10 years going forward for the rest of our natural lives, but yet people are dying at 90 and 100 years old and the world should have been gone 40 or 50 years ago. But instead of living under that fear and having people captivated by it where they will vote and do anything that you tell them to do just because the world's coming to an end, that fear leaves, which means you lose a whole lot of power. Take all the climate fear away from the Democratic Party. Let's remove all of that from their platform. What do they have left? Abortion. Think about it. So- social issues. I mean, what else do they have? This is what they got. This is what they're selling you. You take this away from them and all the power just disappears. I'm curious to see what they're going to say today. I really am. I'd like to see if they lay out a timeline. I'd like to see exactly what they say. I'd like to see if they actually have the numbers today of how much power output did this really give you? 
Did it give you enough power where if you get something the size of a tractor trailer that it could power 200,000 homes in that area? I mean, are you giving me something substantial here? Let's be honest. Or did it put out enough It put out enough power to make you a nice hot cup of coffee? Because in that case, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> I'd like to know what kind of power this produces. I'm curious to see what they're going to have to say today. I pretty much wanted to do this whole episode on this because this could be a moment in our lives, depending on how old you are, you know, watching us land on the moon was a moment in time where there will be no other moment like that. The first time we landed on the moon, they touched down. I mean, you're in a situation right there where most people, you will never see something that amazing again in your life. It would be hard to rival that. Well, we're at that right now with energy. If this is true, if it can put out the amount of energy that they're claiming it can put out, that scientists for years say it can put out, I mean, you're talking about a couple tablespoons of water and a couple tablespoons of lithium. Theoretically, through these people, could power your personal house for 100 years. That's it. If you're talking about that kind of power, did anybody ever watch the movie... um, Oh, God, it's with Val Kilmer and Emily. Uh, oh, God, I forgot her name. It's even Emily. Val Kilmer, um, me and my sister love this movie. We, we, we laugh all the time. It, it's it's slipping my mind now. He's like, uh, he plays all these different characters, Val Kilmer, in it. He's like, he's like a, a, a top-end thief. I can't remember the name now. Anyways, Elizabeth Shue uh, is the one who's working on uh, Fusion. They were talking about it then. We're talking in the 90s, okay? Uh, she's talking about one gallon of gas, theoretically, because of nuclear fusion, if you put it into a car, it could drive a million miles before you'd need to put another gallon of water into it. That's how big this could be. You know, I'm not saying the movie, the car, the movie, but you, you get it. They're talking about the amount of power that could be generated with very little is astronomical. You're, we will never be in a power shortage again. Power becomes a non-issue in the entire world, not just here, the entire world. It's a non-issue anymore. So I am curious to see if it's real, how much did it put out, what time frame are we looking at, show me some real results, I'd like to see some real documents, and if it is true, well, one win that the left can try to claim is that this is what we've been trying to figure out the whole time, it's just they're going to have a hard time explaining the solar and wind crap. We're going to see how it goes. All right, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. It's always a great help, especially on Apple. Five stars and a comment would be lovely. Thank you. Let me thank you ahead of time. From my heart. (laughs) In all honesty, I actually do thank you. If you have actually taken the time to give me a a star review, even if you didn't write something, and if you wrote something, truly thank you because it does help. I don't know how their algorithm works but it seems like every time somebody does give me a review all of a sudden I pop into charts and pop out so I don't know if charts are based on reviews I I don't know how that works but I truly thank you and thank you for listening Uh, if you'd like to check out anything else I do littlejoecc.com you can check out news articles from different sites that I like Uh, podcasts is obviously on there and then if you'd like to contact me there is a contact section where you can send me a message and I will respond beyond that I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday and we will do it again tomorrow